What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 89 of the com podcast. One, one of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDose.com. Joining me this week is Jake. Hello. Do you do you like do you go by Jake? Jake Bunno? Jacob? What what's the what do well, you prefer? My my name is actually Jake on my birth certificate. So definitely not Jacob. And Jake is like cool because Buttno is a weird last name, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> everyone says it differently. Nobody pronounces it the same. So I just kinda you do know. Do I pronounce whatever. it correctly? Yeah, that's the same way I say it. Like okay. it's a French it's a French name, so a lot of people will say it like Frenchly, but I can't speak French at all. So right. like I just say but no. It's like the most English way I can think of it. <laughs> so how does so who's French on your dad's I guess your dad's French then? Yeah, yeah. My dad's side is French, but my dad also doesn't speak French. My grandparents kind of speak French, right. but it's like it's basically just a name at this point. Like I don't I don't know many french people on the french side <laughs> of, the, of the family <laughs> it's weird i'm like i'm the most like just generic canadian you can think of you know <laughs> <laughs> fair enough all right um yeah. it's been a few few weeks uh mm-hmm. actually there was a podcast that we did do and then i forgot to post it so if you're a patreon there's a there's gonna be a lost episode that's posted today or tomorrow yeah um that was, a, that was a funny podcast, though, because it was like 30 minutes, and... <laughs> it, was, it was quick. We phoned it in. It was no... It, I was having fun. <laughs> I, think, I think it was all right. I didn't even, like, listen to it afterwards. Like, I think I just... After we did that podcast, I just sort of shut my computer and was like, that was a, that was a bad one. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just completely forgot about it until, uh-huh. I don't know, when did, like, a week ago. Yeah. When I was just like, oh, yeah, we didn't do it. So this is the true, the real episode 89. Yeah, that's uh, like 80, 88.5. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, just like, yeah, just like back in uh, Resident Evil wanted to do that. They would, they wanted to release Resident Evil like 1.5 and then they canceled it. Oh, interesting. That's what I, I didn't know think. that. Yeah. The, the, like, the Resident Evil 2 game that we kind of know was like not the original game that they're going to launch. The, hmm. the sequel to Resident Evil was going to be, was supposed to be kind of the final one. And like Claire Redfield wasn't in it at all and stuff like that. So mm. Resident Evil 1.5, look it up. There's a lot of like footage on it and stuff too. Cool. Uh, Brett was supposed to join us and then he messaged us at four o'clock last night saying, <laughs> I'm still awake, so maybe I won't make the podcast. Yeah, those damn Halloween parties. <sighs> yeah, I, I kind of just forgot that Halloween parties are a thing and yeah. until I saw my Instagram and my like Snapchat and, and all my social media. <laughs> We went yeah, and to, everyone's uh, all dressed up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We went to Niagara Falls last night, uh, nice. yes, yesterday, I guess, as like a kind of a one-day honeymoon getaway sort mm. of thing. Um, nice. Yeah, we lost like $400 at the casino. So, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> we got faked out. We played poker, uh-huh. uh, and I played roulette, and, and we lost like $300 or something like that. Okay. I took out... I took out some more money, which is something that I never, ever want to do. Okay. But, but I did. Uh, and we won our money back. And we were up maybe like $100 or so. Hmm. Then we went out for dinner and we were talking like at dinner. Like, oh, yeah, wasn't gambling so much fun? Like, isn't it so cool when you win? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we went back to play poker and we lost it all. Um, wow. So I was down like $400 at the end of the night. Yeah. But, I mean, at least like poker is fun. Like poker is a fun game to play, so... Yeah, and I played you know. I played some craps too, and I have no idea how craps works, but I was very up and down. Is craps the one with the ball? No, craps is like a, a table game where you roll, where you kind of bet on the odds of rolling a dice. Mm. Um, and that's the one where it's like you can get like when they get uh, two ones, it's called snake eyes. Ah, that's where that comes from. Okay, but snake eyes is still good. You can bet on it and win it. Mm. Uh, and then seven is kind of the bad one. But sometimes it's good, and I have no idea why it's good, and sometimes why well, it's bad. Sometimes, yeah, because seven is like the number that can most show up between two die. Yes. Yeah, so I guess the odds of it are low, but I don't know. It's like I'm like uh-huh. one six one six of the time you'll you'll get a seven. Yeah. So, so a lot of the times when they rolled a seven, all the money was cleared from the table. You lose all your money. Hmm. But there was a couple of times where it rolled a seven, and I was just like, oh, crap. And then everyone around the table was like, yay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I it's would just like get... a, one little weird rule yeah. in there. 
Yeah. So I have no idea how it works. I just kind of followed along with some of the people. Like there was some high rollers at this table. This table was like only a fifteen dollar minimum, but there were some people there that had like a thousand dollars that they're ready to bet. So mm. I kind of followed them, and I was up. I was up like two hundred dollars at one point, and then I just went down, and I think I ended up like maybe up fifty bucks on that. But overall, in the night, we spent a lot of money. So. Mm. I've never been to a casino. It's never interested me. So it's fun listening to people talk about it. They're good times. Last time I went to the casino was there was my bachelor party, and I was oh, yeah. up like nine hundred dollars on the weekend. Mm, nice. <clears throat> so gambler got me big, and I and I came home and I was telling Heather, and I was just like, yeah, I was playing poker, and I won like seven hundred dollars, and I played roulette. So I think I got it in in us a little bit, and then <laughs> it was it was a wild ride last night for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's okay because that that very much applies to video games with all the loot boxes flying around right now that I think we're going to talk about more later, right? Look at you, right? (laughs) Look at all this professional. Ugh, disgusting. (laughs) Before we talk about that, maybe let's talk about the games we've been playing, Jake. For sure. What have you been playing? Honestly, this has been a really busy week, so I haven't played much. Like I have a plan. I have a copy of Planet of the Eyes sitting around because um I got. A free copy from uh, Jellyware Games. That's like Devin uh, Wiersma's like school group. They just gave out a copy to oh, me, nice. which was nice. Yeah, I I won it on a Twitter thing. I think so. That's like I've been meaning to get around to it. Um, I replayed Undertale for an upcoming vim- video that I'm doing. Um, but that's like basically it. I haven't really played anything else. Is Undertale the RPG one? Or... Yeah, 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 that's the that's the one that came out in 2015. You, Steve, you you gotta play Undertale, Steve. I think it's on uh, Vita <laughs> it's on and PS4 now. It's on PS4 now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seriously, you I because I never actually played it when it came out. I just watched Sarah play it. Right. Um, and she like put it's an eight hour game. She put like 50 hours into it. So like I, we were getting the full experience, but uh. I, I so I played it for my first time and even then it was like I knew the whole story and everything but like seeing all the little interactions and all the little details like it's a it's honestly in my top five games of all time whoa so, really yes oh first it's Sarah's favorite game of all time ever out of everything you gotta play it Steve it's really good <laughs> I'm just looking it up on the PlayStation Store now it's so good it's got some of the best writing that I've that I've ever seen like it's it's really charming and like a lot of people um like compare it to Earthbound which makes sense because Toby Fox like used to do mods uh and hacks for Earthbound and stuff mm-hmm. um but it's like it's got some of my favorite characters and some of my favorite music and some of my favorite like themes and it uh it's it's good and I, I, if you're gonna play it I'm gonna really suggest play it blind like don't look up much about it Okay. Should I yeah. I don't know if it's cross by on PS4 and Vita. Do you think it's a better Vita game? Like a portable game, or do you think I should play it on a kind of a big screen? Oh no, it would be fine on, on a portable. Like it's it's the controls are super super simple. Because it's like it's like an RPG, but then the um the actual like battle system is kind of like a bullet hell. Mm-hmm. So all you need is like a directional pad and you should be fine. No, it'd be great for a mobile game. This, as long as you're as long as you're listening to the music as you play along, then you'll be you'll be good to go. I just mute the music every time, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, two out of estimated trophy difficulty, two out of ten. <laughs> Approximate amount of time to platinum, five hours. You how, know how, what? How, how did Sarah only play five hours to platinum it? According to PlayStationTrophies.org. That blows my mind. I don't know how that's possible. This is personal opinion. Okay, because because. However, I mean, on, it's on... not it's not really a spoiler, but there are three different like three different endings that you can get, and it's gonna take you at least like fifteen twenty hours. I would say twenty hours to get all three of those endings. So I don't know how that platinum works. Uh... Maybe it's just like the main game. I don't know. Or maybe that's if you're just like plowing through it. There's a lot of donate money to the dog shrine trophies. Like half the trophies are that. <laughs> Arrive at Snowden, get an item, get two items. Oh, man. I don't know, on PlayStation, on PSN profiles, 55% of the people have the platinum, apparently. So, hmm, okay. Uh, Anyways, it, it, hey, if it's the trophies that get you to play this game, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I just want you to play this game. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I actually, uh, because of the wedding, I have quite a bit of PlayStation money. 
Um, cool. So I might I might just pick that up. I was sort of saving it for well, I, I could still do both, but I want to get Star Wars uh, Battlefront. Cause some of my friends are, mm. are interested in yeah. Doing it, so when's when's that coming out? Like just in that, like a month or two, right? It's in November, I think. Yeah. Huh. Uh, looks like because Call of Duty's next month or next week, so they would skip that. November seventeenth is when Star Wars Two comes out. Cool. So. Cool. Well, yeah, because Undertale is how much on PS4? Like 15, 20 bucks? 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, so. I might, I, I, I might wait uh, till Tuesday to see if it just goes on sale. And mm. then if not, I'll just pick it up on Tuesday and play it throughout the week. Cool. I'll give cool. you my review Exc- on the next podcast, maybe. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your hear your thoughts. Um, cool, man. What have you been playing? So I picked up Mario Odyssey. Ah, yes. How's that going? Very, very good so far. I'm only like an hour into it, though. An hour and a half or so. Mm. But there's so many, like, Nintendo's the best. I love it when games do this, but Nintendo's the best at it. When you just kind of, like, play something and then you you just kind of do something in a game and you're like, oh, that's so cool. It's just It could just be, like, a little thing or just, like, a p- part of a puzzle or something like that. But you just, in, in inside, you say those words out loud and you're just like, oh, that's so cool. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, because what I've heard about it is that, like, basically every five steps, there's, like, a little thing that you can do. And a lot of them are sort of, like, little hidden, like, Easter eggs. Like, oh, I wonder if I could use my hat in this way. And then something happens, right? Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of cool little things like that. And I'm not, and I'm totally just at the cusp of it. Um, I'm only on, like, the third world. Uh, maybe so. I might be like an hour and a half or two hours in or so, but so I'm not far at all. I haven't got to the the city yet, the new, new dock city. I totally thought, and I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I thought the city was like a hub world, but it it might just be a, a a level on its own. So yeah, can I just say how much I love the name New Donk City? New Donk City. <laughs> that's like the best name in a Nintendo game ever. I love it. <laughs> I think Donkey Kong is supposed to be the mayor of that city as well. Ah, I think I, I could be I could be wrong. A lot yeah. of the times when a game similar to what you just kind of said about Undertale, a lot of the times when I know I'm going to buy a game, I go media blackout on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I played a little bit of Mario Odyssey, but this week was just kind of crazy, just leading up to the wedding and then after the wedding. So I don't think I've I played a little bit of Grand Theft Auto Online, but other than that, mm. I haven't really played too much. So cool. Are you are do you have any interest in the new Assassin's Creed? I do. Um, mm. That might be a Christmas pickup, though. Yeah, because I because yeah. I like Assassin's Creed. It's just that they're it was just too samey. Like the last one I played was Assassin's Creed Four. Yeah, because um, it was pirates and ships and all that stuff, and it was super cool. Mm-hmm. And they did, and then I guess I was they ditched like the the Desmond storyline and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm with you because I mean my last Assassin's Creed game was three, and I haven't even given the series like the time of day. Yeah. <laughs> ever since but um but yeah i mean like i was looking at some gameplay this one it looks looks different enough like it looks like they they've definitely updated it which is it needed like badly yeah because they took the year off right so that was mm-hmm. that was that was huge i think that was a little bit under uh underappreciated and like they made like call of duty there's one every single year right so and then they don't go back to kind of not reinvent it, but just like look at it again. Because I was watching that Conan O'Brien, um, the 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 Clueless Gamer that he did. I don't know if you've seen it, but he did like Clueless Gamer with uh, Aaron Rodgers playing mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. And they said in the in the video that it's the tenth anniversary of Assassin's Creed. And I was like, Jesus, there's like oh my god, there's like twenty five Assassin's Creed games, <laughs> yeah, without, like seriously. all the little things. So it's. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like how much they pumped out into that that universe. Um, so I, I was, I was, I totally appreciated that they kind of went back to the like, you know, they took a year break and just to see what's up and and uh, everything I heard from the game, like reading online, it looks like it's it is like a lot. Uh, what do I say here? Like a lot better. Like a lot kind of um, the world is like beautiful. Like Egypt is really dope to to kind of travel around mm-hmm. there's still like a lot of bugs but um people online are kind of are seeing his praises too so yeah 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 so I'll, I, I'll pick it up eventually but i think it's going to be a christmas joint just just with 
talking about time and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's going to be a huge game, yeah. of course. I'm not, I'm not actually sure if, if uh, Tor- like UB Toronto worked on it or not. I haven't been able to find anything about that, but I don't think so because I think they're they're working on Far Cry Five. Mm, okay. And usually, yeah. uh, I know if you go to like, and they have their um, their other their main game, uh, the Star Star. Starlink. something starlink yeah. yeah yeah well i know i know like sometimes like especially with the audio team they'll sort of pick up some stuff for the other studios but i haven't been able to see any of that so i have no idea yeah it's totally possible that they did like some like they have the they have their uh their their actor studio what's it called like when they do the animation studio oh the the mocap yeah, yeah mocap thank you the, um they have the mocap there and when i when i went there um they had an event a few months back they said that like it's actually like one of like this might have been them just singing their praises, but they said like it is one of the better like mocaps hmm. in Canada at the and they've had like movie people come in and stuff like that like rent that's out cool. the space. So that's cool. Uh, I think they did like the division some division mocap stuff there, hmm. but they're not an official developer of of division. So it's yeah, very possible yeah. like some Assassin's Creed stuff was done there, but on their Twitter they say Starlink, Far Cry Five, Watch Dogs Two, For Honor. And then like mm-hmm. older games, so yeah. Hmm. But five anyway. five, that's that's next year, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that yeah, I've been, like like I said, I didn't get a chance to play much games, so uh, we can go to hype time. Hype. Do you have anything to hype? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Um, well, next next weekend is the uh, the extra life streams. Uh, everyone's. I assume that's the weekend everyone's doing their extra life charity streams, right? I don't know, but yeah, I'm not. So I wanted to do it this year. I might have to do it like the week after or something like that. I just mm. never got around to doing it. But yeah, I think, I think next week is kind of when everyone when you don't have to do it that week, but it's just that's like the major week, I guess. Yeah, I think I think Brett's is Brett doing one. Uh, he did it last year. I don't know if he's doing it this year. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways, um, I'm gonna be. Uh, sort of guesting on um, the third person space uh, uh, stream. And that's, uh, if you don't know, third person is a Toronto based media group that does podcasts, videos, articles, stuff like that. And so um, starting at 5 p.m. on November 4th at twitch.tv slash third person space. And that's third with a T H I R D. Uh, they're going to be doing their 24 hour live stream and they're going to be bringing on tons of guests from the Toronto industry and community. And it seems like I'm going to be there for a bit on Sunday morning. Um, we're probably going to play like a few rounds of Level Up, which, uh, not Level Up, uh, Shots Fired, which was at Level Up um, that I did some music for. And then we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, so come come check it out. You can donate uh, if you tune into the stream and you want to support a good a good cause That's, and stuff. Yeah. I just retweeted their, their pin tweet, which was the uh, extra like Cool. Sweet. Appreciate that. So yeah, that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah, How about you. I I um I really liked Extra Life. It was such a good time. It was it was like it's a lot of it's awesome to catch up on your backlog, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did it um, twenty fourteen. I think I did it, and uh, and yeah, it was a ton of fun. Um, although with <laughs> with me, like I started at eight a.m. on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, and and then by I think I ended up just like. Because basically everybody like left and went. To, I had a bunch of people with me, and everyone left at like two a.m. And so I had to stick out the last six hours by myself. I think I was just playing like No More Heroes or something. Yeah. Um, and I just like fell asleep <laughs> at like six thirty a.m. Because <laughs> I was it. like, I did not make it. But no, it was fun, and I've always kind of teased doing the idea since. But I'm I'm happy to just guest on other people, so that'll be fun. I did. Uh, I did. I've done it the last three years, and last year, nice. Um, I I straight up passed out at like yeah, like four thirty five o'clock <laughs> while <laughs> do, while do playing. Do you stream uh, them? Um, I can't. I did stream parts of it. I don't think I streamed the whole thing because I was also cutting in on mm. Brett. Brett was streaming the whole thing, but ah, I cool. but I do remember just like waking up and I was playing that Final Fantasy cute like that cutesy Final Fantasy game. I forget what it was called. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I wonder if Google will just pick it's it up. Not, right. It's not Dissidia, is it? No, no, no. Uh, Bra- Brave Exvius? No. I'm literally just tossing out the Final <laughs> Fantasy games that I don't know. <laughs> uh, I forgot. What, 
I gotta, I'm, this is killing me now. But anyways, I, I like passed out and I just remember like waking up and like seeing my character mid, mid battle, just like still just fighting <laughs> the same like wolf or whatever. That's funny. Um, I, I could definitely find it through. World that. of Final Fantasy. Yes, that one. So I was playing. I, I, looked, I just looked up cute Final Fantasy game. <laughs> I looked that up too. It came up with the mobile, the the Final Fantasy 15 mobile version that they're doing. Around. Oh, the one where they're all weird little chibis. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's... now all the Switch owners are excited that it might come to Switch. Yeah. It's like they never just... hate Final Fantasy 15. Like, why are you excited for for this to come to oh, Switch? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear people hated it. I thought people didn't really like it. I didn't really like it. Maybe I'm just thinking of me. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it depends on on where you stand on Final Fantasy, just in general. Because I mean, 15 is not going back to what everyone grew up with and loved, right? It's sort of still going out and trying to do newer things, yeah. like 13. But I mean, I I heard it was better than 13, so that's what's important. <laughs> yeah, I and I hated 13. I can't believe they made like three two sequels to that game. Yeah, seriously. It took them so long to do Final Fantasy VII Remake. And that's, like, nowhere to be Yeah, found. Yeah, but, I mean, like, the Seven Remake, like, th- that's probably pretty scary for them because they can't they can't screw it up because Seven is, like, everyone's child, right? Yeah. So no, could you imagine? Like, that, if, that's pretty intimidating. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if Final Fantasy XV or thirteen yeah. Final Fantasy Seven Remake comes out and it's just, like, absolute trash? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, everyone's just going to hate Square Enix forever. Like, yeah, it's it's spooky. Has that ever happened before? Where they <laughs> I would of, I wouldn't. Do want to do it? Yeah, I wonder. Has that ever happened where they kind of re or they remake a game and it's just like absolute trash? Like <clears throat> Resident Evil, the, the, that Resident Evil remake that came out on GameCube was absolutely off the hook. And um, they, and they the did that only, perfect. The only one I can think of is the Silent Hill PS3 collection because they redid all the voice acting. Um, oh yeah, and, and apparently was, people were not. Yeah, it was really buggy too, and I think on I didn't. Uh, I mean, I I played it and I didn't get any bugs, but I never played the original, so I don't know what's <laughs> what's a bug and what's not. I think if you uh, if you look it up, I think like Xbox 360 owners had like a lot of sound bugs and stuff, mm, and they okay. they they said that they wouldn't fix it, <laughs> and then they announced that, oh. <laughs> that they, you could like pick up some other like Konami games as an apology, but. Mm. That's uh, that's uh, that's a very Konami move. <laughs> yeah, just like ah, we're not gonna. No, uh, no, no. I know, I know. <laughs> like, just... But yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not really that's not like a remake though. That's just like porting the old games. Well, it, well, it, oh, I see. Like you mean like complete remake? Yeah, like a mm. complete. Not a re- not a remaster. Yeah, and there's not that many of them. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. What went wrong with Silent Hill HD? Yeah. <laughs> it's this giant article. Um, other than that, other, yeah, so other than Extra Life, that's a good one. Uh, it's just the same one I mentioned on the last podcast, which was the last episode, so no one really heard it. Uh, Game Slice uh, is a London, uh, London, Ontario event where they're just looking for... Um, it's like kind of an alpha or beta preview for developers to kind of get together and, and uh, go over their games and, and give feedback on other games and stuff like that. So it's called Game Slice. You can check it out on Toronto slash Toronto dash events. And you don't have to be from cool. London. I actually... Yeah. Uh, Sorry? Go ahead. No, go ahead. You don't have to be from London. They're just... They're looking for London developers, but they're... they're At least last time I talked to them, they're accepting, like, all other developers. So check it out. See what's up. Cool. Yeah, also, <laughs> also in London. Um, this actually... I'm going to say it now because I'll probably forget, like, in the next few weeks, but... Uh, there's going to be a London game jam, the Low Jam. Uh, it's going to be on November 24th to 26th, and I, it just got announced yesterday. I think it's uh, b- being run by the same people as the Ottawa game jam. So, yeah, check that out. There's a Facebook event if you want to get some more information on that. I should post that on the site. One thing I'm really bad with mm-hmm. the site is is updating the game dev events, <coughs> which um, which sucks because it's it's actually like as far as SEO goes, it's like it's huge. Um, yeah, but for some yeah. reason, I'm just so bad with keeping an update and stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, I because that's one of the things that I'm always looking for the most is just more events to go to, and it's like it's difficult to keep track of all of them. Like honestly, that's why 
you should do it because it's such a helpful resource to people like me who's like trying to look for them and we just can't like yeah, find all of them. So and uh, and I think Dan said this a lot back in the day. Whenever someone would ask for advice, like, oh, how do I get noticed? How do I do this? How do I do that? The, Dan was always just saying, like, just go to events, go to game dev mm-hmm. drinks, go mm-hmm. to game jams, go to everything and just network. Yep. And, uh, yep. And that's how you build it up. And no, I'm, I'm, for sure, that's that's everything I hear as well. And I'm guilty of that too because I haven't. I've never been to like Torontaru ever um you should go to that <laughs> yeah i know it's just uh just like i'm not a big bar guy i don't know yeah, Plus, neither like, am i it's like wednesdays and i don't know i'm mr okay well go with go with me sometime we can you can beat my wingman all right you and, I, you and i will try to go this month or i guess in november okay yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. We'll make an event. Mark, we'll mark it down in the calendars, folks. We'll stream it on Twitch. Yes, these Jake and yeah. Steve <laughs> take Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah and, and I get an email from uh, from like Meetup.com every week, where it's just like, here's some here's some events of your interests, and I and I picked all my interests as like video games and stuff. And it's always like, there's like VR stuff. There's like. Uh, Unity developer meetups, like there's a lot, there's a lot going mm-hmm. on, and yeah. uh, I'm just bad with updating it, and that's one, that's one of my like, um, not New Year's resolutions, but just resolutions, <laughs> where just immediate resolutions, immediate resolution, yeah, <laughs> immediate resolution, because <laughs> uh, yeah. as far as like SEO goes, like jobs, like most people find the site through jobs, and then most people after that, it's like game dev events, so. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, during certain points, if you search, like, Toronto events, I was, like, a top five hit. Wow. Um, That's cool. But I have to have, like, a lot of events on there. Right now, I only yeah. have one. So. And it's a London thing, so it's definitely not coming up. Yeah. Anyways, it's a little hmm. a little behind the curtain, I think. Um, we could just go to news time, then. News, news, news. There you go. Uh, yeah. Nothing big like last little bit just because i was so busy but just a few games kind of came out uh amortition's tales out on steam now um Mm -hmm. i I played i didn't play that much of it i only played like 20 minutes of it and i was enjoying it but okay pc game like man it's just pc games man i just can't i just for whatever reason i'm just not comfortable playing pc games i don't know why that's so funny that's I'm just, so funny. Is I'm, it like? Is it like you don't like sitting down at a desk or something? Like, I'm not even doing that though, because because when I was playing Mortician's Tale, I was just playing on my laptop, like on the couch. And I'm and maybe huh. I gotta, maybe I gotta sync like a like. Can you can, can you sync like a PlayStation Four controller and just play any Steam game? Yeah, well, not any Steam game It has to have controller support. Oh, so the so the developers a- have to like create that in the thing. Yeah, but there's like a lot of games that support controllers, like a ton of games. And I mean, like if you want to, you know, get crafty with it, then you can get like other software that will bind your controller buttons to like keyboard buttons. But that gets a little dicey. Right. So, <laughs> so, so when I'm looking at a Steam yeah. page, how can I tell if they put controller support in? Does it say it on the Steam page or? I think it should. Um, yeah, so on the right side underneath, is this game relevant to you? When it says single player, local co-op, Steam achievements, full controller support is where it'll say. Uh, okay. And then you can actually search <coughs> the entire Steam library by full controller support if you want. <laughs> oh, like I click one of the... Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you click the tag, you can just see every game. And there's 9,644 of them, Steve, so you have no excuse. <laughs> All right, well, you know, <laughs> none of them have PlayStation trophies, though, so. That's true. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I did enjoy what I played the, the first 20 minutes of. I do want to play more because I do want to kind of talk about it a little bit more in depth, and, and so I'm going to try to do that for next week. So move on. But if yeah, you're interested in yeah, Mortician's Tale, it is out on, on Steam right now. Yeah, I'm. I we've been meaning to get around to it, too, but we just haven't found time, so yeah. we'll see. It's getting a lot of good press. Like I see, they they got featured on Kotaku and a lot of different other places. So, yeah, um, I'm curious how like if that's been actually moving towards sales. I'm just gonna look at their Steam page right now. They have 127 reviews, so that's pretty decent for a for a release like this. So, is it cool. like what's the do you has it been said what the percentage of like. Like five percent of of false Steam players with even review, or is it lower or higher? No, oh, no. There's no there's no stats on that. So the only way that you would know um, 
like there's a couple of ways that you can know how many people are like playing it on steam is like you can look at steam uh spy or steam charts i forget which it is and they'll say how many uh concurrent players there are how many players there have been in the last day how many overall players there are um which but but even then like a lot of people who buy steam games don't actually get around to playing them like a lot of games that have an achievement at the very beginning of the game if you look at the stats for that achievement like it'll say like 60 people like 60 percent of people i mean um got that achievement that you get when you open the game so a lot of people just buy games and then they'll play them on steam for some reason um, yeah it says like but yeah so they'll go on no, sale there's no way to know how many sales it got yeah right it'll go on sale for like five bucks or whatever and then everyone's just like yeah sure why not and then you just you just don't you just yeah don't forget exactly it. Yeah. yeah but i mean like a hundred but like 127 reviews for like a game like this is decent um considering how like like for example auto age standoff got 10 reviews mm -hmm. so you know this is showing that this is at least getting getting a bit of traction which is good so and then actually a good one that we can compare to is the next game that came out uh debris for moon rain studios mm -hmm. so another, yeah how uh, did how did this one do so how many reviews does does that have it has 12 12 reviews yeah, so there you go. But it's funny because I've seen Debris getting some good, uh, some good numbers on YouTube from Let's Plays and stuff, right? So it's like it's hard to see where the attention is going. Like, is everyone just watching it on YouTube? Like, I don't know. So that's that's why I guess um, Mortician's Tale is interesting because I haven't played it, so I don't know how linear it is. But it seems like one of those games that people could just watch a Let's Play and they would get the full experience. I don't know if that's true or not, but anyways, it's. But yeah, debris. Um, looks interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I want I this. On, I want this on PS4. But um, yeah, yeah it, look, it looks it looks dope. But I remember seeing. I played this game. I think I was telling this on another podcast. But when Brett did one of his game dev drinks, where it was like a, um, like a like a play session of different games and stuff. Like like Arrowheads was there and stuff and and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. I played debris like the very first time they ever had like a public kind of showing of it. That's cool. So it's kind of cool. Like that, that's, I've been doing this site for just under three years now. And that's always been like the coolest thing. Cause before I was doing the site, I never touched a game <clears throat> that was in like pre alpha or alpha or beta or whatever. Right. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So there's been a lot of cool experiences where I got to play like fortified Runbow, debris, like all these games, like before they were even really kind of before they even did like a marketing push and, and you yeah. see kind of all the things. So it's always cool like as a as kind of a someone who's been gaming for for so long and like you've seen games from the get-go like early as someone who works in the industry and brad and dan and all of them but that wasn't like me before so um, yeah yeah well that's i mean that's one of my favorite things about working in the industry especially when you're like not directly in the development team and you're kind of like one of the the I don't know how to like say it like you're part of the secondary team I guess I don't know how to say it but um to see it go from yeah like this buggy like disgusting ugly mess mm -hmm. to like a finished game is like that's my favorite part about the entire thing it's just like seeing your little baby grow you know it's like in and then be released into the world and it looks much better than it did a mm -hmm. year two years ago like it's it's the coolest thing so I love it so yeah. I was just looking up more Steam reviews. Arrowhead's got forty has forty two reviews. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. So I wonder, like, but, um, what's a hmm? what's a indie game? Well, actually, Undertale, right? Undertale is huge. Oh, Undertale has like twenty eight thousand or something. Oh, Undertale is five bucks on 70, 71,000 reviews. Oh Jesus! And Cuphead has thirteen thousand, I think. Yeah, Undertale's huge, Steve. I don't know how you. <laughs> I don't know how you have how you've missed out on it the past two years. I, I just only like briefly heard of it. I didn't realize it was this like it was another kind of indie um, success story. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's huge. All right, so this um, is something that we can work with actually. So Cuphead recently announced that they they had a million million sales, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably it's gone up since then because that was like two weeks ago. Um, they're at thirteen thousand reviews. Yeah, I gotta like let's. I mean, is a 50-50 split of Xbox One and, and, and Steam? Accurate? I have no idea. You gotta wonder. Oh, man. You gotta wonder. I just wanna, I wanna, like, attribute these reviews to sales somehow. Okay. I am, I'm gonna go on Steam Spy, and I'm gonna see if it gives me an overall, um, 
amount of people playing right. Cuphead. Um, it's going slow for some reason, but I I just want to I want to tack on a couple of other things to debris quickly before we move on because yeah. like I noticed it's it says that it has co op, but it's like it's like a slow paced sort of spooky adventure thing. Like how does that work? Do you know? Um, to be honest, I don't know. But I, however, like, did the, they have co op when you played? No. The, uh, no, they didn't. The tag for it is escape together or die alone. So I think you're working. To be honest, when I played it, it, there wasn't even a story. It was just like I just had to get from point A to point B. Um, gotcha. There, I think mm. they're just looking to make sure I didn't like run into any glitches, which I did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, so, where do you see its co-op? I see single player and full con- controller support. Uh, that was in the. Where was that? I thought that that was in like the the trailer or something. Debris is an atmospheric single player adventure game set in a surreal frozen ocean. Trapped in the depths, you must reach the surface to survive. Power is scarce. Your team is lost and unsure. Ugh. And unusual creatures lurk in the darkness. Escape together, die. What the hell? What the hell? Where the, where did where did I read this? <laughs> debris isn't on. No, on the YouTube description it says debris is an atmospheric single player slash co op adventure game. Oh. Okay, so it seems like they're having some mixed signals here. <laughs> oh no, debris is ready launch date October twenty third with co-op mode sh- following shortly after. Okay, I'm just I'm just curious how that works because like I I saw some people in the reviews like throwing out the term walking simulator and I know that that term gets used way too much now for like games that aren't walking simulators. But it's like I'm just I'm curious about how that works because like I mean the game looks spook like well one I'm just terrified of like deep water and so like. I saw this game and I'm like, nope. But <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm curious how they would work co-op into that. I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll have to play it and find out, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. I, I understand what they're saying about walking similar that they're not actually walking, but I understand what they mean by that. Um, mm. Usually, it's not my, and that's not usually my type of of game, though. That's the thing. Okay. Uh, I I need a little bit more, but when I played the game, I don't want to like give the impression. Yeah, actually, no. I'm seeing in the trailer now. There is like you do get like a spear gun thing. Yeah, like it looked like like when when I was watching the video, I was like, is this a like a shooter? Like. Yeah, you do you do have like a gun. So I was, when I think walking similar, I think like everybody's gone to the rapture where you're literally just yeah. You don't you don't interact or our Firewatch is or not Firewatch. What's that? What's that game? Is it called Firewatch? Yeah, Firewatch is, yeah, yeah. is. I mean, I haven't played it, but I know it's like mostly a walking simulator. I don't yeah. think I don't think you have a gun in that either. So, no, no. Um. Anyway, so I pulled up uh, Steam Spy on Cuphead. It turns out it actually does give you the number of owners, which is very cool. Um. It's around eight hundred thousand on on Steam. Eight hundred thousand. Yes. Holy as shit. of yeah, as of I think this is. I I don't know how recent this is, but yeah, it's around that on Steam and. So I don't know how many is on Xbox, but yeah, there you go. Interesting. I might check. I might check Steam Spy. All the data is this like? How does Valve not shut this down? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. So uh, Auto Age um, has fourteen hundred owners, but then it it's, it gives like a um, like a plus or minus like as an estimation. Um, it's fourteen hundred plus or minus thirteen hundred. So, <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's so there's a bit of yeah, not very accurate. They're but, a little off on that one. Yeah, yeah, but it gives you a good idea of how many people play it to be able to leave reviews. So, but yeah, Steam does, Spy, it's a fun little website. How does this work though? Because I'm searching a mortician's tale and and nothing. Yeah, I think it might just be that it hasn't had enough time to to get data on it. Like it probably takes a couple of weeks. So uh, I see. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a good little statistic. Cool. Number three, there was technical difficulty, so I might have just repeated myself. But maybe I'll try to edit it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, look, and make it look good that this is just confusing everyone now. Uh, number three, Rima, The Story Begins, is available now on Google Play. Uh, it's an adventure game that you can play on your phone. Uh, you play as Rima, a small, mune, blue-green algae. You are tasked with restoring the major elements to take back the land that has been seized by Shadow. Uh, it's out now on Google Play. Uh, it's coming soon, and the Amazon App Store, and it's coming soon to iOS later this year. It's from mm-hmm. uh, from Up Entertainment. I didn't actually get a chance to play this one yet. Well, I don't have yeah. uh, I don't have a Google or like I, I'm on iPhone, so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it looks pretty, but it's funny because I, I opened up the, the Google Play Store and it said that it was $4 and I was surprised because it's like, I didn't know people still paid, like charged upfront for mobile games. I thought that that was like a surefire way to kill your game. <laughs> I think, I think to be honest, I think most games are actually, I, I think they've kind of gone away from the free games now. The, the huge ones like... Um, mm. Uh, yeah, like, like the biggest ones. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Th- they're free, but like I'm looking here. Let's look at games on the iOS right now. Mm-hmm. Barry. Yeah, so new games we love. Bury me, my love, three ninety nine. Oh. Pennington Run is free. Frost is six ninety nine. Sheltered is five forty nine. Big Farm Mobile Harvest and Squishy Bug are free. Mm. Uh, there's now there's free games actually. It looks like it's a mix, but. Yeah, well, that's just, I mean, last time I really looked at the mobile store, that was not the case. It's like, if you tried to charge up front, you were you were done for. So I'm happy that it's getting some uh, getting some reviews and stuff, despite the fact that it's up uh, money up front. So that's great. Because, yeah, it looks pretty. looks like a cute little game. Oh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, when it comes to iOS, that's when I'll, I'll pick it up. Because cool. it does look pretty cool. So. Cool. cool. Uh, that's it for news time. Yeah, well, um, I guess one little thing I'll tack on is that like the Steam Halloween sale is uh, going on right now, and there's a couple of Toronto games that I saw in it. Um, Arrowheads is 20% off, which I think is funny, because like, I don't really consider Arrowheads a very Halloween-y Halloween-y game. game yeah. Maybe it's because like, there's lots of costumes you can dress up in, I don't know. But anyways, it's it's for, like 14 bucks, and uh, Auto Age is actually 75% off. Oh, wow. Yes, it's like five bucks. So I guess they're trying to, because it's like a multiplayer game, right? So they're probably trying to boost their player base. So yeah, if you're interested in Auto Age or Arrowheads, now's the time to play it, and uh, you can stay at home and play it with your friends instead of going out on Halloween. Monumental Failure is also thirty percent off. I'm just going through my tweets. Nice. Uh, Use your words is on sale, fifty percent off. Cool. Um, Pamela is twenty five percent off from N N V Y V E Studios. NV. Oh yeah, Pamela. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it looks it looks awesome. I'm I just Oh, like, it's still early access. That's why I haven't been paying attention to it. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah, it's still early access. Interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know either. I thought huh. they I thought I remember writing that they they went full release. Nope. Nope. Cool. And it's not on Steam, but uh localhost is uh four dollars on itch.io. Um, which I've been kind of meaning to get around to because I'm not into text-based games, but the uh, the theme of that one is really interesting to me. So, what localhost? What uh, localhost is a game by um, I forget, I know so Sophia. I forgot her last name. Oh, uh, Sophia. Sophia Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah so- Sophia Park. Um, and it's it's a it's like a text-based adventure game where you're going and you're shutting down old AIs. Um, to like be able to use their like parts and stuff, hmm. but they're like talking to you, like trying to convince you to you know not kill them, basically. So it's like it's one of those cool like AI sentience things. I I, I always dig that sort of that sort of narrative. So it looks really cool. That is neat. And uh, something I haven't written about on the site yet. It's not on sale. It's a free game though. But uh, you mentioned Devin earlier. Uh, he he created a short narrative game called Who's Who Killed My Uncle. It's on Ichio right now, and I retweet it, but I'll put a, I'll put a story up on uh, later on. But Who Killed My Uncle is a narrative game set in World War II about censorship, loss, and family you'll never get to meet. Made in just under a week in memory of Sidney George James, who served in international volunteers during the Spanish Civil War. Nice. And it's like I, I think it's like you're, you're kind of um, like covering up sort of classified information. Hmm. Which uh, is pretty cool, and especially with all the JFK stuff coming out, uh, is is a pretty neat little um, gameplay mechanic. So, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, because it's kind of like you're looking at a desk and you're looking through all the different paperwork. I'm gonna download that as soon as we're done here. That looks really cool. It's a name your price game, so I guess can you do like as much as I feel like you should um, support Devin? Can you? Oh no, thanks. Just take me download. So you can download for free if you want, or you can pay. But yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, I'm sure if like you get it for free because you don't have money now, I'm sure Devin would be fine if you just gave him some money later, yeah. or maybe he'd be fine if you just take it for free. You know, who knows? It's good to support people people you like. So probably toss him a couple of bucks. There you go. Uh, that's it for news time. Cool. 
Um, discussion time. Discussion time. Is that what I use? I, I can't remember. What I don't know. Do we have a? The, it's time for discussion. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Hire so me. You, you kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of uh, alluded to it earlier in the podcast, but loot boxes. They're running them mm-hmm. up. So mm-hmm. this kind of came out when um, a few things kind of made loop, like loot boxes and microtransactions kind of like pop up again. It's funny this shit always like comes up and yet nothing's really changing about it. But uh, single player games are being released with loot boxes. So Assassin's Creed has no multiplayer whatsoever in it and it has loot boxes. And same with, um, what was that, Shadows of War or Shadows of or whatever that. that yeah, loot. but that that does have a multiplayer component to it. Does it? it? So. Yeah, you can like take over other people's forts, and that's where the loot box thing was a big issue because you could buy better orcs to be able to take over other people's forts and defend your own. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just single yeah. player. Oh. No, no, it's got this. It's 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 kind of like a like a Clash of Clans style multiplayer where yeah, you can go like attack other people's bases. The game's multiplayer stuff. features a social conquest mode in which players are able to invade other players' fortresses and attempt to conquer them. This mode has two settings, friendly and ranked. Friendly allows players to invade someone's fortress without the risk of losing your army. Ranked, on the other hand, allows the player to invade with the risk of losing your orcs. I had no yeah, idea. So I totally thought this yeah. was 100% single player. So do the loot boxes go to the single player or do they go to the... Both. Both. Okay, so they're both. Yeah, they're, 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 they're shared, so... Okay. Yeah. So That's basically, cool. basically, if you want to be able to play multiplayer, you're like ranked, especially your orcs are going to be dying like all the time, and you can't like play enough single player to actually grind out enough like orcs to keep replenishing them. So you got to pay money. Mm, nice. And then the other thing that happened was uh, was the Star Wars EA game mm-hmm. got um, got I guess canceled or moved around or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah. this was one I was super excited for, um, and I thought we would see by now, but I guess not. And uh, EA said something along the lines of like they're kind of shifting their focus on single player games. So they, yeah, which is which is interesting because Wolfenstein Two just came out, and that has no multiplayer. Um, and obviously, there's like some there's still a lot of people doing just single player story games, but I guess EA has kind of decided that they don't want to do. Um, just strictly single player. Yeah, well, there was actually um, Jason Schreier on Kotaku released a huge article about sort of the <laughs> whole history of of that game, of Visceral Star Wars game. Yeah, and I, I, um, I, I gave a uh, yeah, I gave it a glimpse of it, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty in depth um, about all the things that went wrong. But because one of the things that he was saying is that everyone jumped on this news as Single-player games are dead. EA's not trusting a single-player game to do well anymore. And but and then this article is supposed to shed some light. But yeah, you're right. The, the statement that EA put out was like, this is not a game that people will come back to again and again. So it's not following current market trends, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, yeah, we didn't get the full story, but that's literally what they told us. And it's like, it's not a very good answer, guys. Yeah, and... <laughs> It's funny, yeah, and, and the, the little parts that I did glimpse at that uh, article is that, like, it kind of was having having some, like, development issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just taking too long, and I guess they didn't want to do, the, like, the story was very much like it didn't, you wouldn't think it was Star Wars. It didn't have Jedis, it didn't have the Force or anything like that. Like, they, it, they're kind of, they, it was set in that world, and I'm sure you would have seen some TIE Fighters or some, some shit, but... Um, it wouldn't have had the like kind of recognizable a lot of the recognizable stuff for Star Wars, and that that was a concern for EA because basically someone would look at it and be like, "This isn't Star Wars," and then move on. Yeah, well, it was that, and also like when the EA execs were looking at it, like because this was supposed to be their like answer to basically the Uncharted series, right? Because that there is a single player game that's done very very well, mm-hmm. and so they wanted this game to be like a competitor to Uncharted 4. Not to Uncharted 1, but to Uncharted 4, because that's the most recent one. And they're sitting there like, this is our first game in this like IP. How are we supposed to compete with the fourth game of a really established series, right? So that was one of the big downfalls of it, is that they weren't giving themselves time to really build up um, 
the, like the engine and uh, the, the story and the technology and all that stuff, they had to shoot for a game that had already had. Because like, when did Uncharted 1 come out? Like 2008? Something like that, yeah. Seven, right? Like they have like 10 years of perfecting the series. And this game was supposed to skip that 10 years of, of experience and just immediately jump um, on it like that. And so that was like some really huge pressure being put on them. And that's not really like, you know, that's it's sort of out of the scope of this discussion a bit because this is about single player loot boxes and, and that's what EA said, right? It's like, mm-hmm. this was a single player game that people will play once and then put it down and we want to provide a game that people can keep coming back to. And that does mean stuff like Assassin's Creed and, and all this where it's like the game never ends so y- you can put the microtransactions in it to keep people playing forever yeah right? and this and, and the other thing that kind of came up recently too is um grand theft auto 5 was supposed to have some single player uh campaigns or or dlc or whatever <clears throat> and those obviously got scrapped for basically gta online and i like gta online they've given me a lot of free shit in that game mm. but it's very it is very like you could either play for a really long time or you can drop like 30 bucks and and get like money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's kind of like this battle on single player games has kind of been, been happening. Uh, the, so I found, I did find the like statement that they say it's been clear. So, uh, it's become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we need to pivot the design. We are shifting the game to be a broader experience that allows for more variety and player agency. And basically, so the game's not canceled, right? They're gonna be changing it, yeah. Because I just, mean, from from uh, Jason's article, it was funny because it kind of started out as an open world Star Wars game, and then it got switched to this one by Visceral, the single player one, and now it's basically going back to the original open world Star Wars game, which yeah. is a weird roundabout, but. But yeah, well, I know like because the the loot boxes and especially in single player games, um, it's been such a big topic and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of debate from both sides. And I remember some of the argument for loot boxes was that um, publishers and developers are just trying it out because it's never been done before. So they don't know what's acceptable, what isn't, um, you know like what they can do with it and stuff like that. And so I, I, I'm just curious about how long they're going to stick around because like, I guess there isn't a ton of like research and, and statistics about if they're actually hurting or helping Mm -hmm. the games that they're in. Right. Because yeah, maybe they'll make a, a, a butt ton of money from the whales who spend all the money in it. But like maybe it gets such bad karma with everybody else that suddenly your player base is like <clears throat> drastically reduced. Like we don't know because loot boxes really only became a thing like last year with Overwatch, right? Yeah. And I'll, so I'll be interested to see how Star Wars Battlefront Two comes up because when that game came out, everyone was poo pooing on it for being single player only, or sorry, multiplayer only. They wanted a single yeah. player, and now they've thrown in a single player, and we'll let's see if that really even if that matters. Yeah, that's the funny thing. It's just I feel like I just sometimes I feel like gamers don't know what they want, you know, or it's like they know what they want. But there's a couple of different very vocal minorities that whenever a game's just multiplayer, the single player, the single player people are like, ah, and then when the game's only single player, the multiplayer people are like, ah, and like executives think that they're the same group, but they're not. I have no idea. Yeah. And like. (laughs) It's funny, the, the thing that I always think about is just, like, how everyone hated Star Wars Battlefront 1, because it was multiplayer only, and then it was, like, a super expensive season pass, whatever it was, 60 bucks, or yeah. whatever it was. And then Overwatch comes out, and <clears throat> I I don't mind Overwatch, I like it, but mm-hmm. that game doesn't have any, like, it has such little amount of content in it, um, mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, the characters are all different, but there's, like, I played it for, like, three hours, and I played all the maps, you know, and then that's it. And they they hmm. hated Star Wars Battlefront for basically being the exact same game 
except like you know in Star Wars world. Um, and then they love like Overwatch is just praise and and, and just, well, like, I think so it's. I think it's because the the gameplay in Battlefront was a lot shallower because the reason that people can play Overwatch for thousands of hours is because it takes like probably a thou- like a thousand games with a single character to be able to master them, right? And then how many characters are there? Like 20? But it's I like, think there's, there's some I think there's some EA hate going on though. I think if if Yeah, probably. Star Wars Battlefront 1 launched with as much complexity as Overwatch um has. And to be honest, the simplicity of, of Star Wars Battlefront is one of the reasons why I played it more than Overwatch. Um, mm. I think I think there's just some EA hate going on that if they if they release like like basically Overwatch but in Star Wars and it was multiplayer only, uh, they would still get like shit on. Yeah, well, I mean, even though they like EA hasn't been the worst of the worst publisher in like a couple of years, I don't think. Um, but they do deserve like the hate that they get. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. Like blizzard does a lot of like devious stuff as well, but yeah, they're sort of, I don't know. They, they, they've got their fan base, right? So maybe they should. I mean, they're all out after that, that dollar. Oh, of course, of course. And now I think anyone who, who would argue otherwise is like totally ignorant, but I guess the difference is that like, Blizzard hasn't done anything like egregious in the past. Like the worst thing I think Blizzard's done would be the timed loot boxes in Overwatch. The ones where like you have a month uh, to oh, get yeah, the like Halloween the, skins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's that's pretty that's pretty bad. But other you than that, you can't get them afterwards. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, but other than that, like like everything that Blizzard puts out is like pretty good i mean people hated diablo 3 when it first came out true uh, but then and, they, they spent like two years like fixing it so yeah well that's exactly it and um and when they were fixing it they weren't charging like extra for it like, like there's the expansion but if you play just uh, vanilla diablo 3 right now it's a totally different game but with something like star wars battlefront 1 like after you get the season pass like because i hear i mean i never played it but i hear after you have the season pass um Apparently, the content to that game is pretty flushed out, but you had to buy the season pass to get all that. Yeah, this, right? the, the, like, I forgot which one. The season, the, the third or second one had like space battles in it and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it was much more uh, drawn out. Um, I, I think what, um, what kind of irks me, and I'm not like an EA fanboy, like, whatever, it doesn't matter to me, mm-hmm. is, is like the hate that EA gets, and they kind of just put this broad. Spec like broad uh, specter on like all these publishers. Ubisoft, all Ubisoft games have bugs, and they're all mm-hmm. garbage. Blizzard is like a saint and can't can't do no wrong. Uh, yeah. EA is run by literal Nazis. All these like <laughs> very like broad sort of things on publishers. When really at the end of the day, they all do the same thing, which is uh, just try to make a shit ton of money so that they can pay their thousands of employees and mm-hmm. themselves, yeah. obviously. Yeah, and I think there is a little bit of corporate greed going on with more, with like some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other part, like I was talking about on Twitter the other day, uh, is just like one involves the Star Wars license, and and we have no idea how this like this licensing deal works. Mm-hmm. But like, could you imagine if Disney says, okay, every sale of Star Wars Battlefront two because you're using Star Wars license, twenty percent of it has to go to us. Hmm. or something like yeah. that right so now suddenly the amount of copies that they need to sell the dlc that they need to sell whatever is like jumps up by 20 percent. and maybe it's not 20 percent. maybe it's 10 percent. maybe it's a flat fee that they paid at the very start who knows i was yeah. trying to like find it online and they and like none of the contract details was shown but i think that's something that's missed because like disney can totally be complete assholes here and just demand like outrageous amounts for the one of the most recognizable uh recognizable um things to ever exist really no of course well i mean in in jason's article one thing he said was um every single little detail had to be run by uh by disney Disney. like yeah like even like if they made a new gun disney had to look at and say would that gun be in the star wars universe Hmm, i don't know or even if they they had like say they just put like a like a blaster in it right like just a regular gun disney would have to look at and be like 
I mean, it looks enough like a blaster. Maybe this yeah. little thing here, like, and so and so, everything would constantly be getting delayed because every single little thing had to be run by Disney, and that adds just so much extra development time. Yeah. And yeah, and EA has to be paying their employees for that. I think I think the thing about the AAA industry right now is just that it's so expensive that the amount of copies that they have to sell and the amount of microtransactions they have to sell is just so high right now. Mm. Like, I mean, it's been kind of just like I was I was thinking this like, you know, five, six years ago when I started to really get into indie games because it's like like when when final was it Final Fantasy 15 that so like it sold like six billion copies or something and then Square was still like uh oh, yeah we just broke even and it's like how do you just break even on like six million copies it blows my mind it's like it just seems like they're built on like sand you know like like any little mistake and it just is all gonna crumble underneath them and that's terrifying to think about like no wonder they're all sticking microtransactions in their games right it's like, <laughs> exactly. like i mean geez. one th- one thing that just happened and it's not this isn't triple it's it's indie um it's i guess it's a little bit higher scale but the hellblade game that came out um mm-hmm. a couple years or a couple months ago yeah 40 dollar game five six hours i had i i played it loved it it's a lot of fun yeah and it got huge press i don't know what it sold but because it's digital only but it was getting huge press i saw it a lot on reddit because people were like just saying how how cool and unique it was they just mm-hmm. announced that they broke even with the game yeah and that game came out um a few months ago i mean it was august in august it came out and uh and yeah and like and even them like their whole idea was that they were making like a like a double a i don't know what you want to call it game right like it looks triple a but it was like a pretty modest budget yeah you know they wanted to explore that space between indie and triple a and yeah they just broke even that's crazy yeah and i mean good for them because like the game hasn't gone on sale yet and games now i think have a longer kind of uh tail to them in terms of sales yeah then back in the day just because of digital distribution like sales happen and you're like oh yeah shit i'll just buy this whatever yeah they get little bumps every once in a while yeah and like hellblade can't be sold like resold or whatever so um mm-hmm. that's like kind of an odd case but you got to imagine like this game probably sold really well it was across three platforms it was getting a lot of good press it got good reviews and and two months later it they just broke even on a 40 dollar game that took four years to to make or whatever three years to make yeah that's yeah. like that's some that's some serious shit. So then you like then you take a game like Star Wars Battlefront, you multiply everything by fifty, and yeah, like how long does it take for that game to to break even? Like it always kind of comes up like yeah, like you said, Final Fantasy fifteen came out. That game had a long time of development. They sold to six million people, and then that's that's break even. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You would you would not yeah, think that six million copies would be a huge profit, not just yeah. You think that that well, yeah, because I mean, like you look at like Cuphead, like I'm sure like Cuphead because that was in development for a long time, but it was a small studio and everything, and it's like like they sold a million copies at like twenty bucks a copy, like yeah, they're they're good, you know, <laughs> like they're good for their next game probably, um, but yeah, like these AAA games that it's scary, honestly, like. It feels like it can all come crashing down any moment, and no wonder. Like that's the thing. Like it's only going to get as technology goes up, the the look of games is only going to get better. But there's got to be like something has to happen on the development side. Someone has to make a breakthrough in terms of like how quick these games can get turned out, how easy it is. Something like something has to happen because like it's not. I don't think it's sustainable at this point. Well, and also because all, like, again, going to the single-player thing, like, to develop a... Because really, to develop a linear single-player game, you'd think that that would cost less than an open-world game because you can really hone in on what you're doing, right? You don't have to spend time developing this huge open world and all these sorts of things. But I guess if you're there trying to make the new Uncharted 4, right? Like, that's even that's expensive i just i feel like i feel like they have to like just like rein it in a bit like think about and that's what hellblade was trying to do right is like how do we give a really good experience that's 
a little bit smaller because yeah. we don't want to blow up our budget, right? Like, I don't know. It's, It'll be interesting to see how Wolfenstein 2 does because that is, like, as far as I know, mm-hmm. linear first-person shooter, no multiplayer whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Um, comes out on Windows, like my, on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and Switch next year. Like, it'll be interesting to see um, if there's a Wolfenstein 3. You know, yeah. Wolfenstein that, 1 was completely cool. single player. Um, mm-hmm. And I got, I got to imagine these games just have really good long tails. Like, I'm, I got to imagine that Doom didn't sell very well when it first came out, and then they just put it on sale and just got promotion and all that stuff. And, and then now it's like a huge hit, and everyone, everyone loves it. And I mean, I I get the feeling that Doom probably sold just fine because it's Doom, right? But I don't know. At the start, I don't know if at the, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Doom. <laughs> like, you know, it's Doom, man. Does that name carry? Like two years ago, does that name carry weight though? Like Doom wasn't really Doom well, three. People, Doom three was I mean, the last one, right? Doom or Doom four? No, yeah, Doom three was the last one, but but people we're waiting for doom four since like doom three came out. Like people were sitting, sitting around for like 10 years waiting for that game to come out. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a, a slow, slow burn, a slow burn. I'm not sure, but I mean, it has, it has 2.5 million owners on steam. So. <laughs> 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 oh, steam spy. Wait, is, if Wolfenstein is Wolfenstein two on there on steam spy. Yeah. It's uh it's currently got 73,000 owners. 73,000. Yeah, it's small, but it did just come out like two days ago. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it for news time or discussion time or whatever the hell we were just doing. Cool. That's a good talk. Uh, just shout out yeah. to Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash Toronto Game Devs to help fund the site. Thanks to Brian, Michael, Devin, Craig, Gene, Tabby, M5 Games, GG, Jeff, Lindsay, Sean, Gala, Dan, Brian, Ben, Stephen Lee, Toby, Dan, Chris, and Aaron. Thanks again. Uh, you get the podcast. Uh, early and a bunch of other stuff that I'm trying to do um, as well as like whenever developers give me games and stuff I, I try to pass them on to Patreon so um, Jake thank you thank you uh, <laughs> of Jake people want to follow you and all your adventures where can they do that yeah they can find me Jake Butno everywhere that's B-U-T-I-N-E-A-U uh, YouTube Twitter Facebook SoundCloud Bandcamp uh, I got a new EP going on should be coming out next week or next uh the week no not next week oh my god oh no <laughs> no next month looking oh forward to god. next I week gave, <laughs> i gave myself a heart attack there i was like oh my god <laughs> now next month or the next uh after that so look forward to that uh and you, brett's usually on here but he's probably passed out or dead or something um <laughs> tweet of the week follow me at brett Meeser. 100% sold on Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I didn't actually watch that that Nintendo Direct. Yeah, we can talk about that next time. Yeah. yeah. I'm down with that. I, I don't mind Animal Crossing. I liked it on 3DS. I had it. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just Google Toronto Game Devs and you'll find everything where we are. We're on YouTube, the website, Twitter, Facebook. I think there's an Instagram page somewhere over there. Uh, and subscribe on the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, give, rate us and all that good stuff. We're we're hitting. We're getting close to 100. It's kind of crazy. Nice. I don't know if I'm going to play anything or if I'll just be too lazy. But until then, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Cool. Bye.